You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. Welcome, welcome, welcome to season four of the Salon Frequency podcast. My name is Yasser Renee, and I am your host along this journey. I am so grateful for you being here. And as you can see, I got all done up for you. I'm not promising that it will look like this every episode, but for the first one, you know, I had to try my best to come correct. And I say that because with this season, we are striving to stream every episode live on YouTube, as long as technology acts right. All right. So check us out on YouTube if you would like to, um, you know, get into the visuals as well. With the episode today, as I'm sure you've seen from the title, we're going to be getting into this topic of retirement, retirement planning, retiring from the salon. You know, that buzzword you hear people say, well, I'm a retired stylist or retired salon owner. We're going to really delve into what that looks like. I am recording this episode the morning of writing my retirement resignation letter, rather, to my salon guests. And I'm practicing this accountability measure, for lack of a better word, where I I have a goal and I have to tie it to a task. So my goal was to record this intro to season four, this episode, knowing full well that I wanted to talk about retirement, but how could I talk about retirement? Not necessarily how could I, but I wanted to be in a space, a position to talk about retirement as someone who is actively retiring. And so I needed to send that message out to my guests before I recorded this episode. So it was stressful. It was so stressful. I did not know I've been in corporate before and I remember writing my corporate resignation and it was freeing and a little bit of fear, but mostly just excitement writing the email to my salon guests was nerve wracking. (laughs) It was stressful. It was a upward battle against people pleasing. And I don't know if you struggle with it, but I know I'm a recovering people pleaser. And there's times when I know I knew I didn't have time to do it. I knew that if I said yes, I was saying no to something I really wanted to do, probably needed to do, but I'd have a guest reach out to me. It's like, Oh, this last minute thing came up or, Oh, I have to cancel. Can I reschedule for this day? And the people pleaser in me would be like, yes, sure. I can, you know, accommodate to every whim. And so it's just like to now be in a season of, you could have a major life event coming up and I'm just like, it's it's out of my hands. You know, I'm truly wholeheartedly stepping from behind the chair. And I wanted to talk about what that's looked like for me, like the steps that I've taken in addition to kind of exploring things that I would encourage you to think about 
not maybe not in this season, but in a future season. Like I know that when I speak with other salon professionals, a lot of thought hasn't really gone into what retirement looks like. And so we're going to get into it today. All right. So first let's look at the definition of retirement, because I feel like it's really important to define what we're talking about and then go from here to make sure we're all on the same page. So according to, um, our internet homies here, <laughs> you know, where I'm looking at, it says retirement refers to the time of life when one chooses to permanently leave the workforce behind another definition. And this one is specifically from the Oxford uh, language or dictionary. It says retirement is the action or fact of leaving one's job and ceasing to work. So with that definition in mind, as I say that I am retiring, I am specifically retiring from behind the chair. I've known my entire career. I've known ever since I started working in the salon, I've known ever since I've, um, taken my first client pretty much that I would not be working behind the chair forever and forever to me look like being behind the chair in my like sixties. Honestly, that's, that's the number I had in my head. Not to say that is forever for you. If that is your age, there's no shade whatsoever. I'm speaking about me, mind you, I started in the salon when I was 11. So 50 or so years in that head seemed like forever. And so I knew that I didn't want to get there or I would feel me personally like I failed if I had to work behind the chair at the age of 50. I'm, we'll say in my mid thirties right now, uh, because a woman doesn't discuss her age and to be in a space of retiring from behind the chair or truly stepping away from the chair, I feel, um, empowered. Now that I've told everyone, I feel empowered before that whew, bag of nerves at the same time. These feelings of not wanting to be behind the chair have been on my heart for a while. And they were creeping in right before the panorama. But I feel like when we got shut down and I had to, we, I couldn't go into the salon, so I couldn't be behind the chair and I was able to lean into the other, um, ways in which I can impact the community. I felt so free and I felt like, Ooh, yes, I want to do this. You know, this is it. But that people pleaser showed up and was like, no, no, you can't do that. This person needs this. This person needs that. Like you can't, you know, what have you. So I did a, a baby shutdown or a mini retirement and I was like, okay, well, if I can't fully retire right now, let me hire a staff so at least I can duplicate myself and you know, I won't feel as bad because there's someone like me at my business that my clientele can go to. And real quickly, I'm going to talk about why that was a problem. I feel like in last season with Frida and I, I touched on it. But truly, it's never been my desire to have salon staff, to manage other stylists. 
ever. Like even when I became my own, like got my license on all the things, I did not want to operate a full service salon, not to say a full service, but a full, fully staffed salon because people management is way different than business management. And in addition to managing my clientele, managing the business of operating a salon, also managing the emotions, livelihood, and responsibility of other staff members, it was a no for me. But again, people pleaser said, okay, you want to retire, hire staff to take on your clientele. Tried that, failed, it was a no. So that didn't pan out. And then I said, okay, let's now scale it back down. It's just me. I'm only going to work a couple days a week, one, maybe two days a week to free up time for me to do my other endeavors, do the things that um, bring me joy essentially. And it worked for a while, but as those things, as those seeds I was planting started to grow, it became more and more difficult for me to shift gears to go from the hats, the other hats that I'm wearing to now step back behind the chair to be of service. And here is where I made the decision to, instead of having one foot in, one foot out, to fully step out. I was speaking with another stylist and we were discussing, you know, other salon brands that we like in the area. And one brand in particular that is doing amazing things. Like I'm truly inspired by the way they operate. And I truly have deep respect for the owner. I'm not going to name no names because I'm not sure if this information was something she want publicly, wants publicly shared. But she at, she at one point was in the salon and then she stepped like completely like stepped out of the salon. I was like, Hmm, I wonder why she did that. Never got the answer, but I was talking to another stylist and we just so happened to be speaking about, I want to say retirement or something. And she said, Oh, you remember so-and-so they said that they stopped working behind the chair because they fired themselves. They got fired as a business owner. They fired themselves as a stylist because they realized if they were in someone else's salon, the way that they had one foot in one foot out or were was half heartedly showing up would not be worthy of being an employee there. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Like I need to fire myself from being behind the chair so that I don't compromise one, the integrity of my business, one, the values that I have for myself and others, and two, or rather three, <laughs> I can make sure that I am showing up for myself, because I wholeheartedly believe the way that you show up in life, the ways in which you grow are the extent to which your business grows. And I've seen it time and time again. 
show up for me in the chair, behind the chair. The way I'm growing, my clients are inspired and they grow. The way I am feeling confident in myself, my clients felt confident in themselves to show up in their lives in, in such a way. So I say all this to say, I needed to fire myself. And I was like, okay, so that, that was my, my first like push out the door. Second thing or second, I would say message anointing <laughs> for me getting from behind the chair is reading this book that I'm currently reading called six months to six figures. I'm reading it with my, um, entrepreneurship group in this book, specifically in chapter nine, because chapter nine is just all the realizations. They spoke about energy being one of the highest commodities that you have. And we as stylists know, of course, energy is super important. Um, whether the client comes in with some off energy, whether you're showing up with off energy, that energy transfers. And so in this chapter, they spoke about identifying the things in your life that are increasing or depleting your energy. And they framed it in a way that made me realize like, yes, I can do this well. Yes, I value it. Yes, it brings me joy, but I feel drained doing it. And so even though I was only behind the chair one, maybe two days a week, going into the salon that one or two days in the week, it completely drained me. So then going to put my other hats back on is just, it became more, it, it's increasingly difficult again to switch gears while also feeling depleted. So I say all that to say I needed to let go and trust and take the leap of faith to truly retire. And so that's what I did. So as I can encourage you, or if I could encourage you to consider what retirement looks like for you, what leaving the workforce or leaving the work of serving behind the chair permanently, what that looks like for you, I would encourage you to think of four things financials, uh, legacy, um, the transition and your own wellness. When we talk, when we think about financial planning or the financials of retirement, it is not, okay, this is getting on my nerves or this is stressing me out. You know what? Next month I'm leaving. You can do that. Right. Cause I mean, that's what I did when I left corporate, but also being a self-employed entrepreneur, you're responsible for a lot of things that a corporate environment kind of takes care of for you. So I would encourage you if you're not thinking about retirement, or maybe you are thinking about retirement in a couple years to start planning now, get your life insurance together start contributing to your retirement accounts. 
make sure that your price point for your services is in alignment with your lifestyle so that you can pay down your debt. You're not carrying a lot of debt and you're able to create a lifestyle for you, for yourself presently and in the future that brings you joy and comfort. If you are struggling now financially and you have no plan, no budget, no um, room to invest your money, no room for savings, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to get with a financial expert. This season on the podcast, I will be um, bringing on a few financial experts to give you advice on the next steps to take with retirement planning or just with budgeting and managing your money behind the chair because I too have struggled there and it's important that if that's not your strong suit that you're leaning into somebody or a business that can support you there. So financial planning is huge for retirement. One of the, I feel like adult things that I recently did was get life insurance. I've been going all this time without life insurance, but as I started thinking about retirement, I'm like, huh, if something were to happen to me and the, um, income that I generate, not only from my other businesses, but from behind the chair, my family would completely lose out on, I need to have a policy on my, on myself. And whew, it is like, uh, what do you want to say? It's, you think buying a house is a lot, getting life insurance is a lot, but it's so worth it. Okay. So retirement financial planning, super important. The next thing, really thinking about your legacy, right? You've accumulated so much knowledge behind the chair. And even if you feel like, Oh, I haven't been behind the chair that long, or, Oh, I haven't, um, reached X, Y, Z goal. You still know more than someone else just getting started because you've actually started started. So don't let that knowledge and wisdom end with you create, um, you know, at this stage in the digital age, create a digital product, create a podcast, create a YouTube channel, have somebody, have a young girl, high school student, niece, nephew, cousin, friend of a friend, have them come in to work with you to learn so that you can pass the wisdom down so that you can have a legacy within the culture and community of hair. It is so important that we continue the legacy of hair care and, um, cosmetology and natural hair knowledge. Like don't let our future generations have to start from scratch. So put in place some type of legacy. Um, for me, I started my digital loctician Academy where I teach and empower future locticians, self-taught locticians to understand the hair care, the hair science that goes into hair locking. Everything that I've learned over the decade that I've been behind the chair as a loctician, I am pouring that at like every 
everything. Like if you want to, we could talk about what it took to birth that because it took a lot, but to get it out of me, I now know even if something happens to me, I have downloaded everything I have into my digital Loctician Academy. And I am confident that a Loctician starting from ground zero, starting from years in the game, any loctician, any hairstylist that is looking to learn the hair care and hair science of locks, I have it. And I have a resource that they, they can go to and get everything they need. All right. So building legacy, having a mentorship program is super important for your retirement. Don't let that wisdom end with you. And then when you're thinking about retiring, think about the transition, right? The beauty industry is a $47 billion a year industry. You heard that right. $47 billion. Okay. That means there's a lot of money out here. There's a lot of opportunities out here. Just standing behind the chair is one way. If you don't even want to leave the building that you've created, you can have a product line, formulate your product lines in that space, um, teach classes, reach out to local communities, local salons, local schools, and begin educating. You're not standing behind, by the, behind the chair, so it's no longer a one-to-one -one business. It is now a one-you-to-many relationship. So now you're educating multiple people at one time. You could shift into consulting. So you can consult for lawyers that need advice about hair, um, the medical industry that needs advice about hair care, um, state board needs um, consulting, schools. There's so, photo shoots, magazines. There are so, 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 so many different career options within our industry. We often limit ourselves to just thinking doing hair or standing behind the chair is it when really it's usually just the beginning. All right. So you can allow your retirement to be a catapult into a different avenue within the industry, but still within the same career. And lastly, I would say as you're considering retirement, really put a number or put a feeling, well, not probably not a feeling, but put a number, put an objective, truly create a business plan. All right. Cause that's another thing that I recently did. And that is just illuminating. It's eye opening. If you don't have a business plan, you need a business plan. All right. For your business behind the chair. If you plan to be behind the chair for more than a year, right today, if you want to be behind a chair for more than a year today, get a business plan, get a business plan. Let me tell you again, get a business plan. I'm not playing. Okay. But I say this to say when you're behind the chair, you're on your feet. You are putting a lot of energy out. You are moving your body in ways that are not normal. Sometimes you're putting stress on joints that otherwise would not have that amount of stress day in and day out. 
Uh, you may not be eating enough. You might not be drinking enough water. You might not even be getting enough sleep because maybe you're, you were like me as a recovering people pleaser and you were showing up in the salon more than you were showing up to your bed, to your pillow. All right. Your wellness, what did they, they say? Health is wealth. And I, and it's, it's true, but oftentimes as stylists, as salon professionals, we fail to realize the value in our bodies, the value in our health until it's too late. So having a business plan or having a target age or a target milestone for when you are going to retire from behind the chair and instead of being in the business, you utilize all of the experience that you've gained to now make a living. It is a, it's a transition that can be really scary, can be hard to formulate, but it's one that it will allow you to live a life that you've built. Also in that book, I'm reading six months of six figures, them talking about your energy bank or what it looks like to have all the time, like you're retired, like you put your, put your time into the game. So now you're retired. You got all the time. You got all the flexibility because now you have more autonomy over your time as an entrepreneurship. We already know we have a lot of flexibility. So you got time, you have flexibility and you have money, right? Because your financials are in order. Imagine having all of these things, but no energy, but no mobility. You couldn't even enjoy the life that you've funded or that you built for yourself because your health has declined. So when you consider retirement, think about what it looks like for you. What do you feel like when you are stepping away from the chair? When it's all said and done, you've served all these hundreds of clients for all these many, many years. How do you feel at that time? For me, I know I want to be able to play um, like, I, like I'm a child. I want to be able to take hikes. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to touch my toes and stand up straight. You know, things we probably truly take for granted. I know I want those, but the way in which I began to realize my body declining behind the chair, it was no longer in alignment with my vision of retirement. And like I said, I was trying to get to 60. I'm in my mid thirties and things started to crack and, and, and stiffen up in places. I, they wasn't cracking and stiffening up in places before. So really consider your health and your wellness and your self care as part of your retirement plan. Okay. So retirement planning, quick recap, get your financials in order, your investments account, your investment accounts, your budget, your, um, price point, your, uh, lifestyle, like make sure your financial house is in order. Number one, number two, when you are planning for retirement, think about your legacy. How are you transferring all of the wisdom and experience that you've gained 
over the years throughout your career? Who are you passing that on to? It has to be passed on to somebody. You didn't do all this for it to end with you. Number three, as you're planning for retirement, make it a transition. Maybe you transition into another space within the beauty industry. This industry has so, there is so much abundance in the black hair industry. Okay. Pick a lane, just go for it. Just try it. All the years that you spend in your career behind the chair, it is setting you up for success in another lane. And then number four, as you're planning for retirement, make sure you have a vision of what your health looks like, what your wellness looks like, how you feel at the end of the day, at the end of your career, after being of service to so many, how will you be of service to yourself? And with that said, I truly hope that this episode inspired you to look a little deeper into your retirement planning. It opened your eyes to the possibilities that are waiting for you. And I hope that you're encouraged to leave a legacy in the industry. If any of this resonated with you, definitely make sure you write a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews go so far, so please write, take a few minutes to write a review. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. Let me know the first step you're going to take in your retirement plan. And as always, I invite you to follow me on Instagram at Salon Frequency or personally at JocelynRenee.co. Check the description box for links that were shared and discussed with the books and um, recommendations that I have for you. And I will talk to you again next Monday. Peace.